Well, hello, you beautiful creative queens. You're listening to the Her Creative Hustle podcast, a show which celebrates kick-ass creative women and is your go-to source for creative inspo, knowledge and connection. I'm your host, Elska, and I'm here to light up your creative cup with tips, tricks, advice and inspo that will inspire you to unleash your creativity and lead an expressive, creative courageous, dazzling life full of creative possibility. You can stay up to date with all things Her Creative Hustle by following me on Instagram at Elska Music, E-L-S-K-A Music. Let's get jazzed up for today's episode. Hello, you creative queens. Welcome to this episode of Her Creative Hustle. Have you ever wanted to turn your creative dream into a reality? Do you dream about unleashing your creative potential, living in alignment with your purpose and discovering what you are truly capable of? Yes, please. Well, I did dream about that. I have been living that life and I am still in discovery mode, figuring it all out. On today's episode, I'm going to get pretty personal and share my story and journey of crafting my creative dream into a reality. Now, some of you may already be familiar with my story and my creative journey, but I encourage you to continue to listen to this episode because often the more familiar we become with something, the more insight we can take away from it. Kind of like each time you rewatch a favorite film or I read your favorite book, you draw deeper knowledge and understanding and potentially see or realize things you might not have known before. For those of you who know my story, I am going to share some fresh new insight no one has ever heard before, but you gals will have to hang tight for that because you may have noticed this episode is a two-part series. This is part one and in part two of crafting your creative dream into a reality coming at you in two weeks time, July 21st, lock it in your calendar. I have some pretty big news and feelings to share in relation to where my creative reality is right now, who I've become, what I've learned in the past three to four years and where I'm boldly, kind of uncomfortably heading. I'm not going to lie. I'm sharing some of those things uh, with you and it's going to be scary. It's going to be raw. It's exciting and kind of uncomfortable and in some ways makes me feel like a little bit of a fraud. But you'll need to stay tuned for part two of this episode out July 21st. Okay, back to business. Today's episode, part one of crafting a creative dream into a reality is jam-packed with some real truths and practical advice. Of course, here's the lowdown on this episode. You're going to learn a bunch of stuff. Why I gave up on my creativity, how I let it slip away, my light bulb aha moment, the realization that creating was what I desperately needed the marriage of creativity and business, the mental battle of being a dreamer and a realist, creating a viable product, finding my creative fulfillment, and why I feel creativity is for everyone. Whoo, Nelly, it's a big episode. Let's do this. 
Okay, so in order for you to understand the creative and career journey I've been on the last couple of years, I kind of feel like I need to share with you first some of the wins and achievements that I've had over the last three years so that you can see the transformation I've had over this time. The discoveries that I've made, the actions I've put into place, the work I did on myself, the opportunities I created or that I took, all of these things I did in the face of fear, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of the unknown, fear of change. These things that I'm going to share with you on this episode actually had a positive impact in where I am in my creativity and my career and my creative reality right now, today. They might be things that you will need to discover about yourself so that you too can transform and unleash your creative potential, live in alignment with your purpose and discover what you're truly capable of. So let's do it. Here's my story. I'm Elska. I'm an award-winning multi-instrumentalist, music artist, songwriter, and what I call a self-confessed creator-holic. Launching myself into the music world three years ago now is not something that I've taken a backseat to. I uh, recorded in the UK with prominent British producer Dan Swift, who has recorded with artists like Passenger and Snow Patrol, just to name a few. I wrote, produced and released a short music documentary called Heart and Heart, which was all about my story. So if you want to know more about my story, you can go take a look at that one. I crafted a unique library tour. So yeah, I took music into libraries uh, and I was even invited to speak at an official TEDx talk. All of this before I released any music onto the world. Last year was a dynamic year for me in the music world. I uh, took my very first solo show to the Adelaide Fringe Festival and I performed at the National Folk Festival in Canberra. I won an award at the Gold Coast Music Awards for People's Choice. And my first single, Boy, was nominated uh, for Song of the Year for that one. <laughs> I forgot that for a second. Um, what else is there? I've supported artists like Mama Kin Spender, Woods, San May, all incredible Australian artists. And I've clocked up further performances at heaps of different festivals, including Space Girls Festival, Bleach Festival, Service Paradise Live, Australian Music Week, Calandra Music Festival, the Commonwealth Games, Ellie Beach Festival of Music. It's been a busy couple of years. Why am I telling you all of this stuff? It ain't to brag. It's to show you the things that I've achieved in the last three years. And then when I start to talk to you about the things that where I was at before those three years, it'll really sort of hopefully hit home of the kind of change that has happened and the transformation that has happened and the growth that's happened in such a short space of time because I, I put some things into place. And that's what this episode is all about, right? Crafting your creative dream into a reality. So enough about me and the cool stuff that I've done. Let's, uh, let's go back a little bit further now, we're going to go back about five years ago now it was, to a time when I was basically a hypocrite. Every day I was teaching young musicians and songwriters all about the importance of nurturing their creativity, pushing their creative boundaries and challenging themselves. I was instilling in them the freedom to dream big and I would support whatever creative vision that they could imagine. But it was all a big farce 
because while I was nurturing and encouraging and challenging and supporting those things in other musicians, I was doing none of it for myself. I wasn't unleashing my creative potential, so I wasn't living in alignment with my purpose, and I was yet to discover what I was and am truly capable of. And it was really quite surprisingly easy to justify why I was not being creative. I just told myself, oh, don't worry about it. You know, you're just in a little bit of a creative slump. You've just lost your spark. You know, it'll come back. Telling myself that I was in a creative slump was simply an easy fix. It was just a Band-Aid that I slapped on to the top of the ugly truth, which was that I hadn't lost my creativity. I had actually given up on my creativity. I had given up on the one thing I felt defined me, which was being creative. So how did I do it? How did I let creativity slip away? Well, growing up, I played the piano and I did music theory lessons and I was a childhood dancer and showbiz kids and I played the harp and I was busking as a kid at markets all the time. So music and performing uh, was in my life from pretty much the ages of four till I was in my early 20s. I performed at weddings almost every single weekend as a, as a teenager. I played over a thousand weddings in, in my lifetime. I've seen it all when it comes to weddings. And I studied music at university and I, and you know, I did all the things that you think you'd do in a linear transition of education and what you would do as a creative. I did all those things. And then a bunch of time passed and let's jump back to that five years ago now where I found myself sitting in a safety net in a job that was never part of the plan. I was a high school music teacher, which is a respectful and an honorable profession. I come from a family of teachers, but in some ways I kind of felt like I fell into teaching as a plan B because often as creatives, we think that like what we do is not serious. It's not a serious job. It's not taken seriously. So I thought in my head, okay, well, I might need to get a real job one day uh, away from performing. And so I got a teaching degree and I taught on and off for five years in between having two beautiful children. Now looking back at it, I actually don't regret any of that because it taught me so much about myself and skills that I have now that I use now as a creative, have come directly from that. But what I found is during this time, my creativity was being consumed by my profession. I was pouring all of my creative juices into feeding other creative minds, providing feedback to them, writing assessment modules, designing courses. And at times I kind of felt like I had just become an information provider. And slowly over time, my creativity as I once knew it had just kind of packed up its bags and moved out. And suddenly one day I realized I hadn't played my instruments in more than a year. And before I knew it, I hadn't written a song in five years. And there I found myself floating along in my safety net, stuck in my plan B, and music was no longer a part of me. And honestly... I felt truly, truly heartbroken. 
I really felt like I had failed myself. But then one night, I was at a girlfriend's house. No kids, a bottle of wine, and she pulled out some tarot cards. I know, right? And I thought, sure, why not? Like, I'll flip some cards over and see where my life is going to take me. And so I had to pick three cards. One was to represent my past, one was to represent my present, and one was for my future. And when I turned over the card representing my present, I literally nearly spilt and spat my wine everywhere, which would have been horrible because it was a really delicious glass of fried wine. <laughs> but on that card, there were two words staring back at me. So this is my this was my um, my present, what I should be doing, and it said, "Make." music. But it wasn't the words that shocked me the most. It was actually the picture on the card, on the tarot card. A blonde maiden, I'm blonde for anyone that can't tell through the magic of sound, a blonde maiden with long flowing hair playing an instrument. Do you want to take a guess at what instrument she was playing? It was a harp. I took that as a sign, the universe screaming at me to wake up. Wake up, Elska. Do you really want to find yourself in 10 years' time still floating along in your safety net, uninspired in a blob of uncreativity? Because if you do, then you will 100% regret it. Wake up. That was my light bulb moment, my aha moment. That was the first little flicker of fire that I needed. I realized that being unhappy in my work was actually a really big blessing because it forced me to look inwards, to figure out what I wasn't getting from this job and to see what I actually felt like I needed in order to feel fulfilled. And I figured out a few things that I needed. And you might resonate with some of these things. So I needed a few things. I needed ambition, something that excited me, that made me want to jump out of bed in the morning and gave me the get up and go that I desired. I needed growth. I needed to be challenged and able to explore different pathways, different mediums that might lead to be even bigger opportunities that I hadn't even potentially dreamed of. I really really needed independence. I wanted to be my own boss and plan my days however I envisioned. And I kind of blame this on my childhood because for about five or six years, I actually was homeschooled. And this was the time before the internet, I know, before the internet existed. So we all did homeschooling, like paperwork mail. But the point of this is that made me so independent was that when I was the ages of gosh, I'd say it was about 10 to 15, I was allowed to design my schedule around my creativity. I was dancing so much as a kid and performing so much as a kid that my schooling had to fit in around that. So having that independence to create your own schedule, plan your days how you envisioned them around a craft, the thing that you love to do the most, was instilled in me in such a young age. And so I really craved having that independence again. And the other thing I really felt like I needed that was lacking was connection. I wanted to create passionate connections with people through collaborations and shared experiences, creative collaborations and shared experiences. But even after deciphering all of those things, 
there was still one thing missing. And the one thing that to me was more important than all of those things put together. And it was creativity. I had to be the one physically doing the creating. Specifically at that time, it was in music. It was a massive achievement to get to that point of realization. But the hardest part came next was how do I actually pick myself up off the floor and get back to doing this thing that I love, which is playing music? And how am I going to make money from this thing? Because I was about to walk away from a job that provided my family with safety and security. How am I going to craft my creative dream into a creative reality so that I can live the life that I want to live for myself and my family? So I nitpicked through a ton of ideas over a couple of months, trying to figure out how I could best do that. I even sought some advice from a creative business coach. Coaching is incredible. If you haven't been or had a coach, you have no idea what you're missing out on. And she pinpointed exactly what I already knew. But sometimes we just need to hear it from somebody else, right? She said to me quite simply, do you, be you, play the harp. From a business perspective, it's really smart decision because of the harp's unique selling point. But I told her how I couldn't just go back to playing the harp the exact same way I had done 10 years before, playing at weddings and as a background musician, because that was easy. I could do that. That was safe. There was no creative challenge in that. It was the same as just being in my nine to five job. So she gave me some homework, as any good teacher does, and I had to start to figure out how I was going to rebrand myself as a musician so that I felt fulfilled and in turn was creating a commercially viable business or product. She told me to dream big and believe that nothing was off limits. I had to think about who my dream clients would be the venues or the festivals that I dreamt of performing in, my big ticket goals, and even what my day-to-day daily life might look like, where I get my coffee from, where do I live, what time do I wake up during the day, just little things like that. So as a good student, I went away and I did my homework and I wrote down my dream of being a full-time professional music artist and songwriter writing, recording, performing and touring the world with my family by my side. But looking into the eyes of that dream on a piece of paper at that point in my life was very confronting. And before I had even begun, I started placing these boundaries on myself, saying to myself, you're over 30 now, Elska, and you're a woman. You're considered old in the pop music industry. Do you really want to start now? Oh, and did you forget about the fact that you're a mother? Come on, parents can't be pop stars. But then a really cheesy quote popped into my head and it said, Elska, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just got to take the first step. 
I couldn't fear the risks I might be taking. I couldn't fear the mistakes that I could be making and I couldn't place boundaries on myself. My want had to be greater than any of my fears. I had to fear not taking the chance on my creative dream. Just think about that. That's what you need to fear, not taking the chance on your creative dream. So I had to start to uh, get to work and figure out how I was going to create a viable product. So in order to cut through the noise of the pop music world, I knew it wasn't enough to just play a unique instrument like the harp. I had to put my business hat on and I had to look to the market to see who I was competing with. And it was trawling through YouTube videos one night that I found the inspiration that I needed. Good old YouTube. I was fascinated by artists who use loop pedals in their performance, recording and looping layers of sound live and turning them into essentially a one-person band. I knew I wanted to play like that, but with my harp. And I had a unique instrument, but I also wanted how I played my instrument to also be unique. Reinventing the way I performed with my harp and adding the loop pedal really gave me the creative fulfillment that I that I craved. I'm not just performing a song, I am crafting and arranging it in that moment. And this creates a really unique and shared experience for the audience and myself because they can hear and see exactly how I'm creating music depending upon my creative flow and the vibe I'm feeling. I really love challenging people's perceptions of the harp and busting stereotypes. And I will never forget a gig I did where this cute little old couple sat down at the table near me, it was at a restaurant, and she was really concerned about being too close to the music. But then she looked up closer and she was like, oh, it's it's okay, it's just a harp. But she was in for a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> so why do I think that creativity is for everybody? Well, we all have creativity. It's not just for professional artists. It's anything that we do that excites us that invigorates us, that relaxes us or offers us a moment of joy. Creativity is the permission that we give to ourselves to do what we love. Just think about this for a moment now. What would happen if you accessed your creativity, if you unleashed your creative potential, if you decided to play and to explore and to forget about the boundaries for a moment, forget about all those fears and bust some of your own stereotypes? And what about if you just said yes? So, whew, that's it. That's, that's part one of crafting your creative dream into a reality. That's where I'm at. Well, that's where I've been at the last couple of years. And I hope it provides you with some, some real insight into some actual actionable things that I've done. And it gives you a bigger picture idea of where I've come from and what I've achieved in the last couple of years when I have made these changes. It's really a mindset thing. It's facing fear in the face and telling it to essentially F off because you can do it. So my thought for the end of the day is to leave you with that idea of what if you just said yes to yourself, to crafting that creative dream. Part two of this episode, we'll be back. We'll be taking a break from it next week. And I have my incredible creative queen, her creative hustle interview next week. 
wait till you see who's on the cards for that. Oh my gosh. Uh, And then part two of this episode will return on July 21st, where I'm going to give you some pretty epic insights as to where I'm at right now. And I guess reflecting on all of that that I've said to you and where I'm heading, it's going to be, let's just say it's going to be a thing. Until then, that wraps up this episode of Her Creative Hustle. Have a fab day, you creative queens. Peace out. And a huge shout out of thanks to my beautiful Patreon community who are backing me this year and helping me make these episodes for you. I've just launched my Patreon and these beautiful humans are supporting me. It's crazy. Thank you so much. And if you want to join our cool club on Patreon, you can find me patreon.com forward slash Elska. That wraps up today's episode. I'll catch you next week. Bye.